With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I found my way home across the Grand Mirage. Ever since departure. Ah, oh, thank you. Hi. Yes, this is the Allison Arngram Show. And I'm Allison Arngram. And yes, you know me as Nellie Olson from Little House in the Prairie. But now I am on your radio and on your computers talking to you. And what we're going to talk about are things that make people feel good. All the shows and things that we remember that made us feel good. All the actors and people that made us feel good. And people who are doing things now to make the world a better place. And today I have a person who fits all of these categories perfectly. I have Anson Williams. Yes, it is true. <laughs> Potsy. Who? Potsy. Never heard of that. Potsy from Happy Days. The man who became famous and came into your home says, Potsy from Happy Days. But as we know, he is not just Potsy. He has done so many things. I have a partial list of the 5,000 things he has directed. Um, he has directed everything from The Pretender, Beverly Hills, 90210, Melrose Play, Sequest, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, Star Trek, Voyager, Xena Warrior, Princess, Hercules, Legendary Journey, Secret Life of the American Teenager, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Charmed. It's a partial list of shows that he has directed. Uh he is also saving the world, um, and like seriously, um, because there, uh, you've probably seen the video on my Facebook page, me even talking about the alert drops. Um, this is an amazing thing. Um, do you know about drowsy driving? Drowsy driving, really. Um, it's incredibly dangerous. Thousands of people fall asleep at the wheel and die and kill people. Um, so we want to invent things that keep people awake. And yes, he's done that on top of being Potsy and on top of being a director. So, ladies and gentlemen, Anson Williams. Uh, hello. Hi. <laughs> so good to be here. What a great show you have. Thank you. And I'm the second one on, right? This is literally our second show. It is the second show. The first one, I had a bunch mm -hmm. of people from Little House on the Prairie. It oh, was, that's why I wasn't it was, first. Yeah, right. I mean, oh, I don't blame you. Yeah, I mean, and it was awesome. It was incredibly awesome. I'm sure you, have, you had an awesome cast. I did, exactly. Yeah, you, and you're awesome. Thank you. You look great, right? You look great. You look is like this, you belong here. Isn't this lighting fabulous? The lighting's great. I honestly got. I, I'm so you happy. Know, it's so weird. You you think you're doing a radio show, <laughs> but I feel like I'm doing a beauty pageant. Right. You know, it's like all these lights and filters, and I mean, it's well, like, thank heavens, because usually when you I do need these it. things, oh no, I and, need yeah, it. Yeah. And you're on like the internet. You you look like you're. It's in like when we did Happy Days. It was like 12k's over. Right, right. You're just blazing. It's, like, it's a good thing we're young. That's no, all radio, I have to radio say. shows. You look like you're in a gas station bathroom. So oh, I'm really, yeah. I'm oh, very no, no, happy yeah. about the lighting. I'm <laughs> yeah. very and happy. Nice and blue and blue. Lovely, blue and black. I have a plant. Let me hang on. Let me see. Let me see you. That plant is very nice for Isn't your that frame. Lovely? It Isn't is that very nice lovely? for your frame. It's, yes. It, it, it really, it adds, there's an it factor to it that I can't. <laughs> that, I don't have words, but it's right. You know, you go through life, you know, where there's no words, but you just know it's right. Yes. It's better you don't have words at that point. <laughs> Okay, we're going on here. We've All right. gone off into the yes. We've gone is, off already. Fabulous. Let me bring it back onto the highway. Okay. Literally it's onto great the highway. Yeah. To be here. Thank you. Yes, and we are saving lives on the highway. Yes, we are. Explain alert drops. I will explain alert drops. Um, let me backtrack a bit. Like a like, couple of decades, I was directing a show called Slap Maxwell. Okay. And it starred Dabney Coleman. And we were out on location in the Palmdale Desert, right outside of Los Angeles. Very hot day, you know, exhausting, dehydration, whatever. And, you know, in show business, they have the 30-mile radius. <laughs> you know, and if you're below, if you're within 30 miles, they don't have to put you up for the night. Right. So we were 29 and a half miles. So I had to drive home because I was too cheap to rent a room. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm driving home, and I'm exhausted from the day directing, and next thing I know, I'm seeing black. I blacked out. Wow. Literally blacked out. Literally just passed out. Fall, fell deep asleep for maybe three, four seconds. Woke up bouncing around in the desert. <laughs> almost killed myself. Uh, thankfully, 
I didn't wreck the car. I woke up in time, and everything was all right. But it really scared me. And my cousin, who I've called my uncle since birth, um, was Dr. Heimlich, Henry Heimlich. Actual Heimlich, Heimlich, as in Heimlich maneuver, as in the the thing we do in the restaurant when you stick your hands under somebody's bone, you make them cough things up that are caught in their throat. The man who invented that. Exactly. And... um, uh, and he and and he he passed away a year ago last December, but we we were very close through my, through many many decades, and I happened to be speaking with him, and I told him what happened to me, and being that he's a genius and understands how the body helps the body, sensory connections, all this kind of stuff, I knew nothing about. He explained to me to have cut up lemons in the car, lemons. or on me lemons. Uh, whenever I was going to have an exhausting time or whatever during the day. He said, if you start feeling tired, sleepy, bite into them. And he explained how the um, citric acid along with the sour lemon hits the lingual nerve on top of the tongue. Right. And the automatic reflex reaction of the body is um, adrenaline. And you instantly wake up with the body waking the body nothing in your system just like going to the to your doctor and they use the rubber mallet right for it's just reflexes. enough to slap you it's, awake yeah it's a reflex reaction of adrenaline just like getting your knee you know right. your reflexes checked in at the doctor whoop, you're up and it's your body waking the body naturally instantly just because of the connection of tongue and brain so i used to do that i would bite into lemons and absolutely would work all the time during that time <coughs> Aside from entertainment, I also went into the product business. And with a business partner, loved creating products that were problem solvers. And we were very successful at it. And a few years ago, we started researching drowsy driving. And I don't know if you know, Allison, just how catastrophic it is. I mean, it is up there with guns. Well, it's huge. They talk about it's distracted driving, drunk driving, drowsy driving. It's like, what, the four Ds or whatever. Incredibly dangerous. All that. Well... Drowsy driving alone has more tragedies and deaths than drunk driving mm-hmm. and medicated driving combined. If that means anything. Well, because people think, I'm, I'm not drunk, I'm fine, I'm and driving, I'm not drunk. I, oh, I just had a hard day at work, right. I'm tired, but I'm not doing anything no. wrong. I haven't taken any drugs. I'm totally good to drive. And they're it's, not. No, they're not. And, um, and um, in 2012, the National Sleep Foundation did a really detailed, detailed study of the problem they found then, six years ago, there were 168 million drowsy drivers a year, half the population. 168 million people. 168 That's a small country. Million. That's a small country, people driving yeah. asleep at the wheel. One out of five admitted to falling asleep, so they knew mm. it was more. Over one out of five accidents. Again, more tragedies, more deaths, the medicated and drunk driving combined. It is a catastrophic problem in this country, up there with guns. Up there with guns. Families are being torn apart. Parents aren't coming home. Kids aren't coming home. It is horrific. And yet, this is something we can control. We can stop it. At least I thought so. And I called Dr. Heimlich. And I said, Hank, I I have this crazy idea. I mean, you're the medical guy. You're the scientific guy. You're the clinical guy. But if it's a lemon on your tongue, duh. I said, what if we get a strong hit of citric acid, sour lemon water, and a spray drop? And what if we just sprayed it? Well, it's portable things, so you're not having to carry yeah, a just, piece just of like, fruit yeah, with you. The thing. Like, like squirt on top right. of the tongue. He said, oh, my God. He said, it'll be more potent, more powerful. You will save more lives than maneuver. You owe it to the world to do it. So we did it. We created Alert Drops. And if people go to alertdrops.com, Alertdrops.com. they'll read Com. all about it. They'll s- and another thing, just to backtrack, I mean, we didn't create this. It's old science. MIT did study on it. Did studies on it for years and years and years. The the clinical effect of sour citrus and citric acid has been already. It's well, already it, been it, clinically proven. Whatever. All we're all it. we're do all we're doing is putting it in a civilized spray. Well, and if you go to the website, you'll see the video where me and and my husband are going. Look, the thing. And the thing is, is when when I you gave me some and I tried yeah. them and said, wow, this is incredibly sour and it feels good, but it's no caffeine, it's no drugs, you're not wired. It's just the, no as, caffeine. My no husband stimulus, no gets nothing. up at four o'clock in the morning. Gets up at four o'clock in the morning every day, and he drives very, 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 very far. To work, and then he drives very very, very, very far. Very, very, very far. Far. It's like <laughs> it's like 135 miles a day total. Like by the time he's done, and 
he's, when he's driving, especially at the end of the day, because he's exhausted because he got up at four in the morning and is driving back. Yeah, staying awake. It's and he was drinking coffee and he was trying things and he found out he was like, okay, if I eat like a piece of orange, he was like figuring it. So, yeah. And I was like, okay, so these alert drops. I mean, right away when I told him what was going on, he's like, I'm taking a lemon with me tomorrow. But <laughs> he's like, this is great. Got him the alert drops and he said, I will try anything. And he said. These are the bomb. He tried them. He said they work. They he was calling me from the car going, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I am awake on the freeway. This yeah. is incredible. He took a bunch of them. He was handing them out at work, and he was telling all the guys they work in construction. The guys who said, you're working night shifts. You start you people to get up at work at start at 2. Take these with you. We took yeah. Christmas. We told the entire family about them. We had everybody. I got a guy in France. I told him, he's like, oh, my God, the taxi driver's in Paris. I was oh, like, yeah. here, here's how you order them. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's and not only that, aside from drowsy driving, we're finding it's been incredibly beneficial to college students. They've, 68% of college students, it's not driving, have a problem with studying, and they take all these horrid concoctions to Oh, stay people awake. are doing speed to, 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 to cram for an exam. Right. And here you can take alert drops, be up, and nothing screws up your, your system. I tried it Not for jet lag. I tried it for jet yes, lag. It totally works. worked because I, I am the jet lag queen yeah. um, when I was in France. And I was like, well, I'm having to, what the heck? Let's go for the alert drops. See if yeah. this helps. Oh, my God. It was great. But it hits your adrenaline, yeah. whatever. So it's helping students. Construction sites, they've banned all these um, energy products because right. they've had so many. Pro so they're using alert drops. Uh, doctors, nurses, anybody that needs to be alert, they're using alert drops. Uh, and getting, um, you know, very, very positive results. We've we, This hasn't been tested for this at all, whatsoever, but we have a lot of commentary coming in and reviews coming in of people on chemotherapy. Really? And they're getting, they get very exhausted. Yes. And they lose, and it's helping them in terms of just waking well, waking up. That's what I think because with the people with jet lag yeah, and everything. When you're yeah. just fatigued, just yeah, fatigued, just fatigued, anything, it any will cause. It will help you. It will get you up. And it won't screw up your sleep pattern. It won't put up harmful ingredients in your system. It's your own body waking the body at any time you need to be alert. And again, I thank Dr. Heimlich because without his inspiration and knowledge, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be talking about it. I wouldn't know. Right. I just took the responsibility of getting it out there. And you can only drink so much coffee, as I have discovered, because I have drunk all of the coffee well, in first the world of all, to try to stay awake. Well, first coffee. One, it takes 20 minutes to take effect. Yeah, right. That's number one. So you're already dead if you're driving. <laughs> but two, you need too much of it. So what it does, it screws up your sleep pattern, as you know. Then you can't fall asleep. And you also have to go to the and bathroom. You that have was to go my to the husband bathroom. said, he goes, i got to pull over and pee because <laughs> I've drunk six cups of coffee exactly. to stay awake, and now I have to stop Exactly. The and yeah. Then, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then um, and um, also it, it screws up your sleep pattern. Right. It screws up your health. It's just an it's a pattern of exhaustion. So it doesn't work for the problem. It's great having a cup of coffee in the morning, whatever. I'm not saying, but I'm saying it doesn't work for the greater good of the problem at all. Mm. Where alert drops, it's simple, it's instant, it's direct, nothing in your system, body waking the body, get your job done, go to sleep, no harm, no foul. Uh, I've actually, as and I said, my husband now swears by them. Yeah. Now, I found out, you told me that we were talking in the green room. You've actually had this product around for a while, but I just heard about it the other day, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'll take a dozen. I will take a case. <laughs> all right. Everyone who has menopause, and you have, they say it's a hot flash. We know that's not a flash. My doctor said, are you having a hot flash? I said, yeah. They said, how long? Many minutes. I said, about a day and a half. I just get hot and stay there. It's more like spontaneous human combustion. I'm just oh, yeah. kind of on oh, fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, that part sort of settled down, but I still, I run hot. During the night, I could I I could heat a small building. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you, can rent, you can rent yourself out. I could rent myself out. I'm oh kicking god. off the covers. I'm I'm just on fire. Oh my god! You got to go to Nebraska in the winter. Oh you, my god! I could heat a, I could heat your house. You'd make a fortune. I could. You could. I am a furnace. I can heat your house. It is ridiculous. And now you tell me that you have a thing to cool me and everyone else off. Well, we do, and we've had it for quite a few years, uh -huh. and there's thousands of women using it. Again, it's a problem solver. Again. I'm not a medical expert by any means. I'm not a doctor. I just use common sense. But um, we, were, we had a product company, and the, um, we have some doctor consultants and this and that, and they were saying one of the big problems all of us were having with friends, women were going in for these horrid hormonal treatments when they didn't need it, these hormonal treatments that cause cancer. And cancer. also don't necessarily work. You're on the hormones right. and you're going, wait, oh, look, I'm still having the hot yeah. flashes. Yeah. And basically, they're just looking for some relief. Yeah. Something simple. Yet they're getting all this complex kind of 
medications and, and, and they're putting themselves in jeopardy and God knows what. And I said, you know, guys, I think I've, I've got an idea. I said, again, I'm dumb, stupid. I'm not a medical expert, but I'll tell you this. I've researched a little bit about what you're talking about. And like we talked about, no one really knows what causes menopause, what causes hot flashes. They have ideas, but it's not real defined. Yeah, why of all the things to go wrong right. in your body is being on fire, right. like one of them. But, but they do know this. They do know this for fact. Your body temperature goes up. Yep. And I said, what if we can bring the body temperature down? Would that maybe help relieve the hot flash? They go, well, how do you do that? I go, well, here, okay, now I'm dumb and stupid, but I'll tell you what happened to me. I was doing a, a I was directing a film in Austin, Texas, and it was a historic heat wave, and the set medic came in with, with cold water and put in menthol in the water and put in handkerchiefs, and he, told, he said, Anson, if you put this around your neck, I don't care if it's 112 degrees out, you'll be freezing. I go, wait, you're crazy. I go, no, no, no. He said, it'll bring down the skin temperature in these two points of your body. If you bring the skin temperature down on those two points, your body temperature drops. And you will be cold for a while. Oh, yeah, right. Sure enough, he puts this thing on me. I'm, I'm literally shivering, and it's 112 degrees out. It just, my body temperature dropped. So now, wait, you've made a thing because you can't go around with a giant wet handkerchief. No, no. You can't have an ice no. pack. What do you do that you can have in your drawer, in your car, in, in, in your, your purse. purse? Well, here's what happens. So they said, well, that might make sense. So just to make sure it worked, we had. Um, a huge group of, of women that were going through the changes have little ice bags in, the ref in their freezer. And if they're home and they feel the hot flash coming on, they would take the ice and they would put it on those two spots. And we'll see if, they're, if it relieves the flash. Well, 100% it did. Nice. So we went, okay, we know something that relieves. How do we create liquid ice cubes? Right. How do we get this so you can no, carry no, your no. purse? Okay, you can't go around with freaking <laughs> walk ice cubes. I'll just walk around all yeah, day. All day, yeah. Like, I feel great. I look like I look nuts, but I feel good. So I said, you know, the menthol thing was a big deal years ago. Well, they, they told me, they said, well, that's only menthol. It's an effect. I go, has anyone ever Is measured? It? No. Literally in the office, we got a thermometer, a skin thermometer, and I, 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 Got my skin temperature off, the, and I put menthol on, and it brought the skin temperature down. No one ever measured to bring down skin temperature for menthol. We have the patent on it now. And uh, so they went, oh, my God. I go, okay, so we know that now, but how? But it leaves like, but it's like a few seconds, right. and it's over. How do we elongate it? So we found a natural way to elongate the temperature going down through the flash and we created this cream called Cool Flash. Cool. If cool you go flash. to Walgreens.com, you'll Walgreens, find it. Walgreens.com. Or Amazon. Walgreens, okay. Yeah, all over. Cool Flash. It's a little cream. White so cream. So if we see this on all these other sites, but this is your thing. This is your thing. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is yeah, we thing. created it. We, we own the formula, patented it. Um, it's a little cream. You feel the hot flash coming on. You put it here. You put it here. And we put it through heavy, heavy clinicals. When you make a clinical claim, you've got to have government-approved proof of that claim. And when you go through these subject groups, they need to have, you have to have 50% or more of effect. We had 100%. 100%. Worked on everybody. Okay, so my, my husband is the acid test for the alert drops. I will be your yeah. absolute yeah. tiebreaker acid test for this. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm the hottest person well, it, right It now. will help. It will <laughs> definitely help you. So... What happened was, in the clinicals, the least effective clinical, like the lowest, worst. The, the worst like ugh, clinical, severe went to moderate, moderate went to mild. One full step down with this little cream. How bad is that? And that was the people going, eh, that, it didn't work so good. No, no, that was, yeah. no, that's not, they were thrilled. I'm just saying that was the, that was the weakest clinical, is what I'm <laughs> saying, going down one full step. With a natural cream, with nothing in your system, no hormones, no no nothing. How bad is that? Wouldn't you like to go from severe to moderate? So when or moderate I, to if, mild. If I'm hot and I'm fatigued, can I use both at the same time? <laughs> yes, it's okay, two sensory I, connections. Yeah. I would. I, this is, I but but I actually, and a lot of women get hot hot sweats at night and all yeah, that. Yeah, They have it under their pillow. It's helped them. I mean, I can't even tell you the 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 the, the, the kudos. You know. 
you know, people have sent just in appreciation because it helped them so much. And I feel great because we're helping people without hurting people. And you can't say that with big pharma these and, days. And see, this is you. This is what you're, because people are like, wait, do you get Potsy? Wait, wait, with this drops and the thing? Wait, did Heimlich is uncle, Dr. Heimlich. The other thing, Potsy, totally the Potsy thing. It's hysterical. Well, no, the Potsy thing. That's, we were talking about that. Right. That, that, that's a man, that's a societal made thump something, and people put you in a little box, mm-hmm. or, they, or you're a movie star, you know, and it's all crap. You know, that's what you do. Great, you did that. But it's just the, our system, our society will put you in that little box, and it's up to you to be, and you can get out of that box very easily. And I did, mm-hmm. if you're strong. I this remember is John who you Tra- are. I, I you help people. I, I remember John Travolta. Well, not only that, I'd be, you know, no. I want to be a director. You become a director. You become a good director. You become a writer. You win the humanities. You do what you do. You do whatever you do. To, but don't let society pinhole you into anything. Look at, look at John Travolta. He was, what was he? He was on uh, Welcome Back, Carter, right? He was this caricature. Well, his talent got him out of that caricature real fast. Yeah. Right? In the movies. But I'm saying the same thing. It might, maybe it won't be as a movie star, but everyone has a talent to never be defined in one thing, ever. Ever. So don't get caught up in that crap. Don't let society stop you. Don't let it limit you. Don't limit yourself. That's what happens. And I didn't. I didn't do that. I, to me, it's a, I'm proud of that. It's wonderful. A lot of, it gives a lot of people laughs. Fantastic learning experience. Amazing part of my life. But you use it for bigger and greater things. And you have, and, and that's the thing. Like, there's so many things. We were, we were talking about that, too, that so many celebrities, they do so many things for self-promotion. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God, the position you're in and all the people you have listening to you, the people you could be helping, the things you could actually be doing. And you could use your platform for pretty much anything. You could be selling products that don't do anything yeah. in particular, that are just, eh, I have this thing. But you have these products, and you've, you've dedicated your life to all these things where... You're really helping. You're problem solving. You're saying this is something people are actually <laughs> suffering. Yeah. And and here I'm going to make it. There's a thing, and now you're not suffering anymore. Why? Who? You do this. This is incredible. Why do you do this? This is who you are. Yeah, it's part of me. It's part of what who I am. It's the DNA. And I know for a fact. Also, you know the Heimlich maneuver. Um, Dr. Heimlich and I got it on national television for for the first time. I know people are alive today because of that show. The Merv Griffin Show. Did you did it on Merv Griffin? Yeah. That's when most people found out about it. So I feel, people say, what are you most proud of? Happy day. I go, no. Direct, no. I I know people are alive today. Alive today because of the opportunity to do what I was able to do. There are people living because, instead of being like, oh, happy days was fun, the platform is people's lives are saved because of that show. Right. And that feels good. That, to me, is the way you should use celebrity. That's the way you should use your platform. Not forwarding some tweet going, oh, we should look <laughs> into this. Oh, let's stop gun control. Oh, my God. No. Freaking do something. Do something concrete. Do something on your platform that really means something. Put your ass out there. Yes. Put your money where your mouth is. Create something. Do something serious. Don't put something out there to look good or, oh, that person's wonderful. We're bringing attention to this. No. Do something. Ninety percent don't. Yeah, it's, it's awareness. Okay, now we're all aware. And no, yeah. you're doing actual oh, but concrete I gave, things but I to gave, help people. So I gave so much money to this charity. I give, and that's wonderful. It's important. You can do more. You can do a hell of a lot more. And you push yourself. You do more and more. Now, wait, I have to bother you because you brought up John Travolta. Is it true that John Travolta? Yes. John Travolta. Yes. Was, I saved, was almost going to I, have your part on I, Happy Days. I saved his career. I got really? it. Really? You say. <laughs> You saved John Travolta's career by taking the bullet of being bossy. And you know who told me that? I never knew. Mary Lou Henner told me. Really? Mary Lou Henner told me when I did. Harlan Bowles set me up (laughs) with an interview with Mary Lou Henner. And I went there. She goes, did you know about John? I go, no. What? what? He auditioned for for Potsy. No. I go, well, I saved his career. Ah. And then, of course, he was on the ABC list, right? You're right. And he gets Vinnie Barbarino on Welcome Back, Carter, which is a hell of a lot better character for him. You know, maybe I sh- should have saved my career. Jeez, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, of course, you managed to parlay. No, no, I never cared about acting that much anyway. I, 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 after I got, I wanted to get behind the camera so fast. Yeah. yeah. In fact, Gary said, you know, y'all, Gary Marshall, who was our mentor, the creator of the show, said, this is like a college to me. I want you guys to last in this business. You're not going to all be actors all your life, especially you, Anson. Oh. <laughs> I went, thank you. No, meaning. But actually, ma- that's good because, yeah. Wear many hats. Right. No. So I started. I started shadowing uh, John um, 
Polanski when he was doing Chinatown on the back lot. I shadowed Schlesinger when he was doing Day of the Locust. I shadowed all these brilliant directors, and I learned to direct. Because we were on the lot at Paramount. You bet. Ron this the little yeah, house. We yeah, were on Paramount. Yeah. We were all on the same back so lot. That go. was where they were making all the best movies in the 1970s. Yeah, there you go. So I was able to learn my craft from this. So I'm saying, Gary Marshall, I mean, he knew I had other talents. And I, wasn't, and I knew acting wouldn't be long-term for me. So anyway. You're interrupting, wait, Harlan. Wait, Harlan's going, but, but, but. Harlan, <laughs> our publicist and wonderful man, is like totally distracting. Well, because he's What's excited. Because, oh, he's okay, because, questions? yeah, well, because the the it's the John Lennon story. What? I never met him. I never met the man. I was kidding. I just got, I just, boy, he almost, he almost like passed he's out. Like he's But he has a, it's a good story. It's a good story. It's a good story. You got it's a John good. Lennon story, you got to tell a good John Lennon story. You I know, John I know. Lennon story? Do you want to hear the John Lennon story? Okay, see. How bad? Ten out of ten. Ten, ten out of ten. He's doing like ten out of ten. Like, oh, I, I don't John talk Lennon to me. Story. I'm an engineer. Don't don't bring me into this. <laughs> you bring me into it. You're into it. Um, okay, 1974, first year of Happy Days. I, 1974, first year of Little House. We're All down right. the street from All you right. on Paramount. Yes. Okay. So there we are, and it's it's Donnie Most, myself, Ron, Henry, and a guest star. That was it. And it's cold. It's early in the morning. It was before it was in front of a live audience, so it's boring as hell. And it's early, and we're tired, and ugh, can we get this day over with? And I go to the um, coffee tin. Back then, we did not have craft service like today. It was like Louis, the, book, the, the bookie of the lot, a part-time electrician, was also craft service. Craft service was three rotten apples, a tin of coffee, and you better not tell them you don't like it. You should have come over to our set. We at least had donuts. We didn't have donuts. We, had, we didn't even get donuts. So, so, we had there, donuts. so I'm by the tin. Well, Michael Landon was a very generous guy. So anyway, <laughs> I, uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm getting the coffee, and I look, and I see this guy and his kid. No one's, you know, I go, ah, oh. guy with some cool-looking sunglasses. I come, come go back to the set, and Don's there, Don Mose. I say, hey, Don, this is guy. He looks just like John Lennon, and there's this kid with him. And Don goes, yeah, John Lennon just came on the set to, to hang with us for the day. <laughs> You're right. It was John Lennon who came to the set to hang with us for a day. <laughs> no one told us. Nobody. <clears throat> they were walking around the lot. Someone said Happy Days. Oh, Daddy. And, and Julian was like enamored with Happy Days. Oh, and they came on the set without telling anybody. Right. They hung out all day. There he is, John Lennon. He's doing, he's signing autographs. He's doing little sketch, little doodly D's mm. for the crew. Not us. Oh, no. We're professionals. We don't ask for anything. These guys can now buy a house with one of the doodles. You didn't. You didn't get a doodle. No, no, you never. Got, even no, got we didn't it. even ask for an autograph, <sighs> but we got a picture. We got a, oh, nice. an, a, a picture of all, that was it. Not one picture, but we were professional. Oh no! So we got a lot of crew with houses, thanks to John, <laughs> but not us. But he was the kindest, most mm. very sensitive, very shy, wonderful guy. What a, it was just such a wonderful treat to be, you know, just to have a, a day with this person that. I never thought I would meet in my life. I mean, first time I heard I want to hold your hand, I'm 12 years old, no money in the bank, with Howie Schertzman in his garage, and he had a little printing machine, and we're printing out, we had a little business card business in Burbank. We have, you know, I mean, literally a number in the world. Who would have thought ever I would spend a day with this hero? Ever. Who knew who you wore? Right, and then he's coming to see you. Who knew who you wore? It was like way too much for me. It was way too much for well, me. It was like, wow. I always get the mind blown thing because I mean, I was on TV when I was a kid and then I meet famous people who, where I'm really excited and they know me and, I, and usually if I meet someone who's terribly famous who I like, I'm not thinking about, no. oh, right, and then I was on that show. So the whole premiere thing of Mamma Mia, the stage show, and yeah. there's Bjorn from ABBA, and, of course, that's that's my era, junior high and high school, yeah. dancing, okay, hello, right, the 70s. So it's like, oh, my God, Bjorn from ABBA, get to me, can I meet Bjorn? Yes, you can meet Bjorn from ABBA. Yeah, so we go over, and I'm like, hi, and he stares at me, just stares at me like I have two heads, and his eyes go wide, and he looks at me, and I'm like, hi, pleased to meet you. Like, why is he staring at me like right. this bizarre look? And he says, I watched you this morning in my hotel room. And you know, yeah. then he goes and gets his daughter, and they're huge fans, and I have to sign autograph pictures for both of them How? and everything. We used to watch it in Sweden, and now I'm watching it in my hotel, and oh my God, you're yeah. Nelly Olsen. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, wait, I meet Bjorn, and he wants my autograph. And but isn't that, that interesting? Because you, you know, because you hit their heart. Right. You know, you know, it doesn't matter. It's like, especially because your show is very iconic, and it really warm, happy days icon. It really, hit, when people are growing up and they watch certain things, it's, it becomes more than a television show. 
Right, there's right. Something, there's an it factor See, that's to it. these kind of shows. That's what yeah. we talk about where people have this really yeah. visceral emotional tie. Yeah. It's just not even normal. And it's, it's not even – it's just <laughs> – it's an it factor to the show. I mean, I don't even understand. But you want to be sensitive to that because they don't care how big they are. It brings them back to their time in life as human beings in right. their life. So they're not looking at you as a star. They're looking at you as a part of their life. You were in my and living room. Yeah. No, of, of what they were going through. Right. Whatever. That's a whole other level of connection. Well, they revert to their today. childhood. It's yeah. like you meet people, and yeah. all of a sudden they go, ah, and suddenly they're they're like eleven, mm-hmm. and they're looking at you, and they go, me, my grandmother and I used to watch, and suddenly they go, they they do, they go completely mm-hmm. back to when they and their mom or yeah. their grandma were watching like, your show. Like I've been with you, I've, I've met you like both of us. We met superstars today, super, and they become puddles when you come in because it, you know, they, they forget it's because it goes, it becomes a human experience for them. You're not a celebrity. You're a human experience to them because it represents their time of life. Right. Of what happened. You know, it goes much deeper than just being on television. And that, that's what happens. And you got to, re- you know, it's, yeah, that's why you got to be sensitive to fans and people and stuff because you can really damage them if you don't treat them right. Oh, I like them. I, yeah, yeah, I do too. I do. Yeah, and I do. and it took me. Well, I mean, all of us, like for instance, were in Little House because we had no idea it was going to be the hit that it was. Oh we're my just God. like hi. And so initially, we were kind of like, oh, these people are still watching it. What? Who? Where? What? Because well, and it was always when, old. Yeah, and it was always old. We were See, we were yeah. nostalgia when we opened. Yeah, right. Exactly. What do you do? No, <laughs> they're in love with the people. They're in love with the emotion of the show. Yeah. And you and the they're in love. There's something deeper than a show. It was a need. It, it, it like satisfied them emotionally, you know. So it was a very positive platform for them growing up. And, and when it sunk in for us as actors, like this is not a show. This is a phenomenon, and these people are feeling this. Yes. When, when it sunk in, and we went, "Whoa, what, what did we do?" Then yeah. we all ran with it. We're like, "This is great. This is awesome. These people are happy. We're making these people happy." Well, look at Michael Landon. I mean, that was right. Michael Landon in people's hearts. That's who he is. Exactly. I mean, when they think of Michael Landon, he goes beyond an actor. They loved him way beyond an actor. They they, they felt his heart. His heart, his being, everything. Oh, and people did. He's their father. Yeah. I mean, it was like everything they needed, he contributed to their life for that hour. Might not have had it in their life, but they had it for that hour. And that means something. And you <coughs> literally, you same have thing. the same kind of a comic <coughs> yeah. thing. Same Absolutely. Thing. Same thing. It made, they, they made them happy. They thought of their childhood. It, got, really it got them out of whatever, it, whatever. It was a happy, it was a good moment of time for them. And that's important. That's called spontaneity. Okay. Oh, my God, he's reminding me. Okay, so we handed out alert drops in the middle of the street one day. How nuts was that? Well, we went Thank to the you Pacific for coming Coast down Highway. There. That was the Pacific Coast <coughs> Highway. We went, let's go to the beach and stand in the middle yeah. of the freeway and get run over. But we're going, handing out alert hey, drops. Anson, we're risking our lives. Yeah, but we're saving lives too. You know? I think we'll be <laughs> and you do and you got people from Happy Days to come do it too. Yeah, Donnie did it. Marion Ross did it. What, we you got did Rosalind it. Kine, Rosalind Kine, Barbara Streisand, Carolyn Hennessy, Carolyn yeah, Hennessy, yeah, God bless her. Yep, yep, yep. Jerry Jewell, the whole um, gang. Jerry Jewell, and everyone's out there. The entire 1970s actually came yeah, down out there to on Pacific Coast Highway, yeah, and, and, and we're costing people at the red light. We're going to yeah. save your life. <gasps> and, 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 this, and they all thought we were crazy. People were rolling out the window, like I'm calling the They thought we were selling crack, you know. And then we had like the fire department. And the fire department was there. Yeah, yeah. We're really nervous about you being in the street. <laughs> How are we supposed to get it out there, sir? They were great, though. It was great. A bunch of 1970s celebrity terrorized people in traffic in the middle of Pacific Coast Highway. But we, great. by God. But then when they found out, they were like, oh, no, come to the car. Come to the car. Oh, yeah, and they went, yeah. I go, yeah. Now you have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and I, I got to put a plug out for BurgerFi. Was BurgerFi in Malibu? They All had these the, burgers, the burgers. They free. Yes. Free everything for everybody out of the goodness of their heart. And they were good, too. They and were they were good. Lovely. You bet. You were a bet. Did I ever tell you the time about Elvis? Did you ever meet Elvis? I did not meet Elvis. I met Stevie Wonder, and Stevie Wonder loves Little House in the Prairie, too. I did, I bet I did not meet Elvis. That's close, but it ain't Elvis. No, no, no nothing is Elvis. You met Elvis. <clears throat> I met Elvis. Well, because you were in Happy Days. <clears throat> Duh, you should meet Elvis. No. You know where I met him? Where'd you meet Elvis? <laughs> Parking lot in Monroe, Louisiana. I mean, this sounds like the Elvis has left us and joined the space aliens. You met him in a parking lot? I Wait, met him in a the... parking lot. I'll explain. <laughs> I, I was doing a telethon for cerebral palsy at a building at one end of the parking lot. Mm-hmm. At the other end of the parking lot was the Civic Center. And Elvis was doing a concert at the Civic Center. And I was, like, doing this telethon at the television, whatever. And my sponsor 
is, you know, they have volunteers for the, <coughs> she had a son with cerebral palsy. And they happened to meet Red. I think you've heard of Red, who is one of Elvis's honorage, his good friend. Oh, okay. That's <coughs> that group, the taking care of business, right. TBC crew, and you all got that sort it. of thing. And he met her young son and said, hey, I want, Elvis would love to meet you. I'm going to set up a meeting for you and Elvis. When he ends the concert, he comes out the stage door, you'll be able to meet Elvis. So there, there were no cell phones in all that time. So they had like whatever regular phones. Were. So anyway. I had a couple hours off or something in the telethon. She comes running to me. Would you like to meet Elvis? I go, you are going to introduce me yeah. to Elvis? <laughs> she goes, yes, I am. I go, okay. So you never know who your friends are. Right. So I'll say, <laughs> I go with her son mm -hmm. in the wheelchair, and her, and we go traipsing across a, par a parking lot. And I'm going, mm-hmm, all right. Sure enough, there's that Civic Center, and there's the stage door. And this, this is Lincoln Continental waiting, blah, 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 blah. And his entourage, and all of a sudden, there comes Elvis out the stage door. And it was two years before he passed, so he didn't mm. look so good, but it was Elvis. Comes down, and now I'm like, <coughs> it's oh my, oh my God. Makes this kid, comes down, takes the scarf off his neck, gives it to the, the kid. He does the scarf thing, <coughs> he gives, gives it to the kid. Makes the kid feel like a million dollars. Kind, kind, kind man. Really went out of his way for this child. Then comes to me. Mm. He goes, very nice to meet you. I love happy. I saw you singing tonight. At the, at the, I said, at the telethon? Oh, yeah. I had it on my dressing room. I go, you saw me? Oh, my, I lied. It was very good. <gasps> and I'm going, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he sits there. He stands there, and we talk. And then I told him, because I remembered, it, I said, you know, a hero of yours was a man who meant a lot of my life. His name was Willie Turner. He was my janitorial boss when I was um, assistant janitor at Leonard's department store. And, and they'd have these 50s, the 50s sale. And they'd always play Elvis music. And he said, you, you and Sammy Davis Jr. was two favorite people in, in the world S in music. And, and I explained what Willie Turner did, how, how he, I said, and at the time I was lost. And if it wasn't for Willie Turner, we wouldn't be here now. He gave me confidence. He helped me find me. No one knows this man. But he was a very important part of my life. And he goes, and he looked at me and went, I had a, and no one knows the story. He said, I had a Willie. I go, what happened? He goes, out of high school, I'm, I was working in a factory line, an electronics line, and, uh, and I was going to record for my mama, and I was, didn't know, and, and I'd, sing at the, I'd sing in the line. And I forgot his name, but there was an African-American guy next to him, because Willie was African-American. <coughs> and he, he said, you should record, son. And he gave me the confidence to go record Teddy Bear, whatever he sang. He said, yeah, that was my Willie. He gave me, no, no, he gave me my confidence when I, I need, I went, so there we are. Two no one knows that story. No, I've never seen it written. I've no. never seen it. And yet, I knew. I went, wow. And I said, well, I'm just paying, I'm paying it forward. Willie Turner meant the world to him. He's, he, he died when I was 19. But he meant, he goes, well, and he said, I forgot the, the name of who, but he's, he meant the world to me too. Nice meeting you. Pleasure. Maybe we'll see each other again. And he gets on, gets in his Continental with his people, a couple of cars behind him, and off he goes, and camera rises, and, credi <laughs> and credits, you know? <laughs> and um, true story. So it was just Elvis <coughs> pouring his heart out to you, telling you this personal story. Yeah, not pouring, but just telling me, I, just tell me, yeah, I had a Willie. I had a. I mean, he had his willy that moved him forward. No one knows it. If it wasn't for that guy in the factory line, who knows if we would have known Elvis? Who knows? And the idea that, that Elvis, who we did, 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 what, someone had to encourage he him was human. to sing, to know he was that human. there was someone who had to encourage him. And people no. say, oh, I can't do anything, but someone encouraged me. Elvis in other had words, to have someone encourage him, for God's sake. Everyone had to say he's good. Someone had to give him that little boost of, you're good. You count. You're good. Some, Elvis Presley, someone had to give him that and it's not some movie star, and it's not some billionaire, and it's not some social media influencer. It's a factory worker that made his life. For me, it was a janitor that made my life. So never judge where you're going to get your answers. And it's going to be the least expected place, always. Well, when I was on the set, I had my Auntie Marion, who was the person who took me to the set. And right. Auntie Marion. And she'd been a concert soprano, but she wasn't famous. She wasn't on TV, but she took me to the set. And absolutely, she's like, why I am the person that I am. Right, there you go. Yeah. 
It's a quiet stream. It's 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 the it's it's unsung heroes, always, you know. And and pe where people are too many people are looking for the answers in the wrong place and the wrong people, way the wrong people, and they're turning their back on the people that do have the answer. Right. I want to talk about the cancer thing. Yeah. Tell me about the cancer thing. It was a cancer thing. It was a thing. I had cancer. Can you believe I that? I know. It's like, I had cancer. Can you yeah. believe that? I, mean, I know. Because I can't. Because I'm sitting here with you now, and it's like, you had cancer? Wait, yeah. had, how did I you have mean, cancer? Yeah, you know, me. No, you're with like the healthiest person yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, I, well, I was getting out of breath kind of easily. I didn't know why. I went, everything else. And I went in. I took my blood count. And it was like, you're supposed to have a 12 to 16, mm -hmm. and I had a 6. They go, how oh, are you yeah. walking? You're bleeding out. So anyway, it turned out I had um, uh, a colon cancer. But they said the bad thing is you got it. The good thing is you got the one to get if you're going to get it. The one to get if you get it? Yeah, the one if you get it, you got the one to get. I go, oh, I feel so much better now. That's so lovely. I didn't know there was a one to get. Yeah, there there's was many a, kinds. No, there's, there's one to get, oh, but there's one to get. So I got the okay. one to get. So anyway, so uh, yeah, so I got that. But I had I but I'll tell you but I really taught me a lesson just in terms about taking responsibility for your own care. Um, because I went in, had it, got it, got it, went out. You're supposed to, and then three days later, it fell apart in the hospital. I had to get the whole operation again. Oh no! Again. So you thought you had the one to get, but then. You but then but no, but then I had nothing with cancer. I had to do with just falling apart, just oh, no. attaching things. So then um, the hospital almost killed me. Because um, it was so, so all of a sudden complications happened from that. Because don't even get me started. But five days ended up three weeks. Oh my god! Yeah, and um, and I but I tell you, I, I didn't need the second operation, but I needed the first one. I needed a kick in the ass. For the next part of my life, I needed that kick in the ass to really take care of my life properly. I really did. I needed something that strong to really bring clarity. And what it did, it made me healthier, made me stronger, made me smarter, much more humble, much more focused, much more clarity, much more stronger, much more opinionated, much less scared. <laughs> um, and about 10 other things, right? That just empowered me. Like, you can, I am so empowered now. I have no qualms <laughs> about speaking my mind, whatever, at all. I, you know, and, it, it, and it made me healthier. Well, you are. You're like, as I oh, said, you're one it, of the healthiest people I it know. It made me like, I, I can't even tell you, it was like destined. Not the second operation, but the first. <laughs> but, anyway, but anyway, yeah. And and also, I learned a lot about healthcare. And I'll tell you something. If something's broken, Western medicine's great. There's a lot It's not, a lot is not. Mm -hmm. I won't get into it on air, but buyer beware, man. I, I can't even get into the details. Buyer beware. Right. Okay. Because... They're not after uh, too many times. They're not after the greater good, big farmer. They're not. They're after the buck. So anyway, I leave it at that. But um, yeah. So anyway, what 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 I want to get at? Um, so anyway, yeah. So now I'm healthier than I've ever been, stronger than I've ever been, um, less scared than I've ever been. Right. That's very clear. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You're oh. like in their face. I like this. Oh, I'm in your face. I, yeah. I could. You know, nobody. If I'm intimidated, it's deserved. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I do something wrong, it's but I'm not intimidated with marketing, imagery, spin, any of that crap at all ever. Nice. You know, and now as far as and as far as being leader in whatever I do, I feel like a leader because I understand the human condition, human nature and for the greater good. And that gives you strength, it gives you clarity, it gives you focus, and it moves people along with you. Do you think it's possible for people to find a way to to get like this, to, to prioritize what is important, to find that, that okay, now no more bullshit, I need to live my life yeah. without having cancer. Because I, I meet people all the time that go, finally this horrible thing happened where I got sick, I got hit by a bus, whatever, well, and I finally realized, oh my God, what the hell am I doing, and started living their life. How do we get people to start living their life they need without, their without they having need, to get kicked in the ass? I don't know. They need their ass kicked. They need their ass kicked. I will tell you, I, you know, I can write a self-help book for you in three words. Do you yes. know that? Every self-help book, ever, I can save you a fortune. I, I can like save this. everyone out there a fortune. Oh, so Marion Williamson, Book of Miracles, and da-da-da, Deepak Chopra, and oh my God, and Rumney, and this, and it's all, oh, and I just, they all, it's three words. It's three words. Three words. I can, I can, what would you, what would you pay 
to have your life changed in three words. What if you could have a book and open it and three words can change your life? How valuable is that? What are the three words? What are the three words? Cause and effect. Oh! Yeah, nobody's going to like that. <laughs> every, th every okay, and it goes everywhere. Yeah. Every thought you think, good or bad, cause and effect. Everything you put in your mouth, what you cause eat. Cause and effect. Cause and effect. Every step you take, every cause and effect, cause and effect. It's that simple. Take charge of your cause and effect. Thomas Jefferson said in his letters, he, he, he used the words, not quite cause and effect. He said, God's in us. He said, good and bad is, we know. Put your, put your finger in a fire. You're not going to do that again. What's the effect? Ouch. That, God is in us. Cause and effect cause is and effect. our creator. It, 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 it puts it put you on your destined path. You'll go, oops, wrong. Ooh, I feel, ooh. We, it's when you look back at your life. I was talking to these doctors because I've you know I've yeah. written, I wrote my book, I wrote yeah. my life story, and I do a one woman show yeah. where I talk about. It. I was talking to these doctors who were neurologists, and they were working with people who were in the hospital yeah. for crack addiction. All this, yeah. and they said the biggest progress we get with any of the patients we're yeah. working with, where things really jump ahead, we ask them to write out their life story in yeah. order. And they said, and if they're not writers, they said we don't care if it's a crayon on the back of an envelope. Just can you tell us I was born, then this happened, then yeah. this happened. They said some of these people have never stopped. Just stop doing what they're doing long enough to go, and then that happened. Oh, wait, and then I did that, and then that huh. happened. And he said, literally, they stop and they go, hey, you know that thing? And after I dropped out of school, when I did, that's probably how this all started. And what's that called? Cause, cause and effect. Yeah. And he said, it's the first time that they've actually stopped and actually looked at where they came right. from. And went, well, this happened, and that happened, and then I did that thing. And, oh, wait a minute, now it all makes you sense. Just gave it's every, it was you, incredible. you just gave every listener the answer of your question. And it's only my second show. And you don't need cancer to do it. Right. You just need clarity to do it. That's all. You start having that clarity, you will see your life change instantly. Literally instantly. It's just changing the computer. It's changing the tapes, man. It's just changing the tapes. Getting out of the societal merry-ground we're on. Getting into the natural world. Like we said, there's two worlds. There's the societal world. The and then there's the real world. And, and, you you and we, we need the societal world to survive. We're stuck in it. We need money. We got houses. We got more. We got kids. We're stuck in it. But always have one foot in the natural and world. And you're talking about the priority of it, that like the things that we really, that we focus on most of the time, oh, and this is what was on TV, and this is what is on the internet, and this is what I'm doing for a living. You said that's the icing. That's all it's icing. Not we're the living a life of icing. We really are. And we're judging ourselves on icing. And, we're, and our happiness is icing. It's too sugary, sweet, not good for you, and very temporary. Get a clue, people. Get, your, get back to nature. Get yourself in the real world. Get back to the cause and effect of our creator. Get back to existence. All the living matter in our galaxy combined with Earth, all of it is less than 4% of the universe. Same creator, excuse me. Wanted to find that. And same creator... And guess what? It gets less every day because space expands. We don't even know why. So we become less of 4% every day. Oh, that's right. The so universe so gets bigger we're going to let the societal pin hit, define who we are, define our beliefs, define everything good and bad for us. Are you crazy? Well, also, when there's, and, and it, this it's external. It's all external. It's, People are allowing yeah, yeah. everything in their mind to yeah. be like, well, this thing outside of me is what. And so they're totally externally focused. And so they're constantly we're jumping Republican. from thing to thing. We're libertarian. We're Republic. We're, we're Democrat. We're this religion. We're that. We're th all this man-made, society-made stuff. I mean, you're defining yourself by that. People, just get some clarity here. Just step... Go to a forest, take a look. Go look at your garden. That's who we are. That garden will teach you more than any society. That's who we are, that living cell. That's where we begin. Start there. Find yourself. Connect as connected as they are. When a little puppy's born, they know exactly where to go. Isn't it funny how the animal kingdom, it's all very organic? Somehow human beings... We have the ability to screw up. I don't know why our creator gave I us know, that. We're the, we're the least equipped creatures when we're we born. Have we're the like, ability, the, uh, yeah. we can't do anything. It's we can't like, do anything. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? Why? Thanks a lot. I mean, what <laughs> the? You know, there's got to be a reason. There's got to be a purpose for it. We cannot be that disconnected. We can't. We've got to be more connected. But literally, at birth, we're, we're, the, the plug's pulled. We're told who to be, what to believe, who we are, blah, blah, and that's what we become. Might not be anything near what we're supposed to be. And then you wonder why you feel bad. Why am I, why am I unhappy? Why? 
Why? Well, obviously you're missing something. Obviously something was taken away. Obviously there's something imbalanced here. Go back to the garden. And you step haven't found your willing, right. your person, your, your foreman. Yeah. Step, step back, step back, step back, and start from the beginning. And that's why that writing's really good. Cause and effect. Right. Cause and effect. And I'll tell you with, and with me, with me, maybe with me, it, caused, it caused almost a near-death experience. But man, did that do it. Right. I tell you, a near-death experience, <laughs> that'll wake you up so fast. <laughs> that will put you on track so fast. <laughs> You know, it's like you will, you will, you will find your destined place at warp speed. <laughs> you know, hopefully, no one else has to go through that. So, yeah, hopefully, it's as he said, cause of, but it's true that the writing, the looking back, the t stopping, stopping all this external stuff and looking back and saying, where did I come from? Yeah. How did I get here? What's How did purpose? I get here? Yeah. Let me take well, a look at this and see if yeah. anything jumps out at me that what I should be doing. And I think it's a great idea that if everyone did write down, and you will see why you are where you are. Yep. And you can change that. But you have the ability to change it. There's not going to be a book. There's not going to be some new pill. There's not going to be some new guru. There's not going to be some Oprah, new Oprah coming on. <laughs> There's not going to be. It's all icing. Get to the cake, people. Take responsibility and move forward, you know, yourself. Okay, I want you to have your own show, and I want it to be called Get to the Cake. There you go. Oh, Harlan has another question. Well, because he wants to make sure it's we're coming down the home stretch. What's the home stretch? The home stretch. Oh my God! What right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, and I knew, I knew you did that. This would not be a problem. Filling we're past the stuff. home stretch. Oh yeah, no, oh, no I we're not. Have no problem yeah. talking. Okay. Oh my gosh! Absolutely. I can. We can talk. So, right. We could be here another hour. Easy. Oh my God! Right. Are you kidding? Totally. We could do a. We could do a talk. -a but you get to plug stuff. We can do a talkathon. You get to plug things, but and you also. But I'm not. I'm, I'm, but if you notice, everything plugged. You do because it's you're just yeah. It's plugged. Well, laws are being made about drowsy driving. I'm told they're passing legislation about drowsy they driving. They finally. haven't. In two states, they have. I think it's Arkansas. Is it Arkansas? And New Jersey. And New Jersey. Okay. They have a lot of people stuck on the freeway in New Jersey. No, they, is, yes. they have laws as strict as drunk driving. Believe it or not, they can figure out if you're driving drowsy. They can. And well, there's distracted driving you, laws. There are laws yeah. about uh, using your phone. There's a thing oh, yeah. in, in California. They have yeah, a thing have called that. hazard in traffic. Yeah, yeah. And this just kind of covers um, right. the guy who's driving barefoot, brushing his teeth, the person who's right. reading a book. That yeah, goes, yeah, this yeah. is called hazard yeah. in traffic. Please stop doing that. Very, yes. But that's very uh, uh, observable. Right, you know? right. The, you can catch them. But, they, but they literally can catch enough for drowsy driving. And the fines and the all the criminality equals drunk driving and medicated driving. Nice. Yeah, in two states. And it's so interesting, Arkansas. You know, Arkansas. Right. It's like, that's you'd think that would be the last place. I know, we make fun of Arkansas. Yet, but they actually, they pass a really good law. Excuse me. God bless Arkansas, right? man. We should, we should abide by their logic. And New Jersey. So alert drops can keep you out of jail. Yeah. You're right? Damn, damn right. <laughs> so, yeah, not, I mean, but the also thing, even if you're in a state where there's not a law, they're killing thousands of people through drowsy driving. You can kill yourself. You can kill someone else. It's oh, extremely there's, dangerous. There's been so many people. I mean, again. And these, are, and these are the people who are trying to do the right thing, who are saying, well, I was working. I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm not doing anything but wrong. You're not I'm not looking the, at my I phone. I know, but you don't. But you're because, not. But people have to be educated. They're, they're, they don't know they're doing the wrong thing. They just need to be educated they're doing the wrong thing. <laughs> you know, and you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, but you know. I mean, it's, a, oh, I can just get home. You're being selfish. You're thinking about yourself. Well, what did you say? It was too cheap to get a room? Yeah, <laughs> hey, I could. I, here's the thing. You want to know something else? The majority of deaths aren't the driver. Innocent people. How does that feel? Right. The people you hit. There's more dying, because what happens is it's usually a drowsy driver by themselves. Once in a while you get one with a family, but more the percentage are by themselves and they hit other cars filled with people and they kill them. Because right, it's, and it's they late at night, them. early in the morning. They're by yes. themselves. That's why they're falling asleep. There's nobody them. else on the car. And they maim them. And, uh, whatever. And so all these innocent people. And if you go to Google Image and you put up, you put up families killed by Jaws drivers, mm. you'll cry. You will, you will see pictures of these families and children, and you will cry. Paramedics and truck drivers. Yep. Paramedics, truck drivers. Man, they should be on this like crazy. Right. Every, Every major company, Walmart, whatever, should have it required to be in the, to be in the car. Well, that's why Bob, Bob took it to construction site. People, yeah. they, they start at the they, crack of doom and they construction should be start before long. They should no. be required. It's like, it's like they require to have water so you don't dehydrate. You should have alert drops so you don't kill somebody. Well, you have safety equipment. They talk about, do, do you have yeah. your hard hat? Yeah. Do you have this? Do you have the right kind of harness? Do you have a safety vest? Yeah. Do you have safety yeah. equipment? Yeah. 
Right. And because it's not, because there are no, it's not caffeine, it's not drugs, it's not speed, it's not, it's not, it's, it's a, not. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's just, it's very interesting. It's funny. I pra- I'm, it, it's funny. It's just the, what's good for you, what's important, are the least things that are virally, you know, accepted. It's interesting. It's all the titillating headlines or whatever. It's very interesting how your life is secondary to who's pregnant, you know, or who's, <laughs> you know, or, or who, who, who slapped who. I mean, I don't, seriously, it's like, it's really, it's a real statement on our world today. And we talked about our world today and where this country's going and where we are. It's, um, we're getting the cause and effect of years and years of laziness and just self-indulgence, unworldliness, wanting to be right, needing to be right, instead of finding out what's right. And focusing on what's on the TV, focusing yeah, on what's outside myself, what looks it's good. It's a soundbite society. Right. They're told, they're told what they were. Really, the, it's funny. People, and here we are at the media. Well, this is a good media. But and here we are. Get down, but ev- but ev- no, but everyone talks mm-hmm. about the NRA, but bad, bad, bad. But you know what's equally bad to guns? The media. They promote it. They psychologically promote it. They make you like heroes. If you, I mean, they, 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 they hide behind, oh, we're just telling the story. They're not. They're going for ratings. They're killing people. The media is killing people. Car Yahoo, chases. Yahoo is killing people. AOL car is chases. killing people. Car chases on my news. There's a hundred stories Fox they need to be covering. They spend Fox, an hour on Fox the car chase. Fox News is killing people. CNN is killing people. NBC is killing people. CNBC is killing people. Every freaking one of them are killing people. They all suck. <laughs> Every one of them sucks because they have no conscience. And they're hiding, they're hiding behind bullshit. Do the right thing. Put on the right stories. And psychologically get together and like stop this insanity. All these networks are putting this on for money and more driven. likes for ratings and they and anyone if they and they have all these wonderful words and all the, they're full of shit. They're all full of crap. They're all wrong and they're all villains, every one of them. Anyway, next subject. <laughs> As all the people who make you feel good and will tell you the truth. You'll get the truth from Anson Williams. Oh, what's this? Oh, what? okay. this oh, sounds fun. Phone. Wait, another thing. Wait. No, what I hear saying while your cancer risk climbs with each cocktail, <gasps> having just a few drinks a week is tied to lower mortality risk. A study says. A study. A, stu- a study. Right. Okay. A that's study. That's an oxymoron. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's a total oxymoron. It's completely contradictory. Excuse me, but I'm going to go with the drinking because that sounds more fun. That no, does I'm right. kidding. <laughs> No, I actually think that a couple of glasses of red wine is probably good. No, honestly, that is supposed to be good for you. No, your no, heart. no, thinking, no, I, not. But I'm thinking if anything that re- lessens your anxiety, as long as it's balanced, is not bad. But that's the thing natural. on the news. They will quote a study. They won't actually tell no, you the I study. Love, but They'll I, give but, you the headline. But, but what they just really, I'm going. Right. It's like that. God, that pisses me off. <laughs> it's like really obnoxious. What the hell? What editor did that go through? Right, as we're saying this, as he is explaining this. Let's see. It kills you, but it helps your mortality. Because they don't don't read the study. The newscaster has the title of the study, and if you ask them, okay, so what did the study actually say? I have no idea. It's a 25-year-old kid from college sitting there writing copy. I Mm -hmm. swear to God. And it gets on. I've seen it. It gets (laughs) on, and boy, boop, goes viral. Whatever. You know, whatever. Whatever. It's wrong. They're wrong. What they're doing is wrong. And, and every one of them, everyone says everyone sucks. This fake news, this news, that news, they all suck. <laughs> every single one of them are doing the wrong thing. All of them are doing the wrong thing. N- I don't think, what, NPR I think is okay, right? NPR. Eh. NPR is okay. I mean, I guess they're not hurt. But they're hurting people. All these because they're less ratings. They're, hurt, they're hurting people. And they, know, and, they, and they know what gets ratings. And they know how to word it. And they know the headline. And they hide behind, oh, exposing this terrible thing. And the terrible thing they're exposing is really causing more of it because of the way it's worded, the way it's approached, all that's got to be changed because that is killing more people than guns, believe it or not. It really is. The media are equally responsible as the NRA. People Maybe want to be s- famous. They see things even more, yeah, that they, they can and, do and to be and famous, if, and, and if, if killing someone makes you famous? No, and they don't care. They don't care if they're suicide. They don't, I'll die in flames. I'll die famous. They don't care. Do you understand? It's like, wow, I, I'm going to, instead of just killing myself in a room, I can, I can be on national television all over the world and do it. And get out my anger. Oh, come on. You know? The media's worse than the NRA. It really is. They really are. They really are. They're causing it more than anybody. More than anybody, they're causing these problems. And no one talks about it. But you just did. I did. Well, you did. It's the truth. It's the absolute truth. 
It really is. And you know something? What, 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 how do you change it? You know, people are going to, it means people turning off everything. That's not going to happen. Right. But critical thinking, and as you said, stop focusing on the external. Stop focusing on what is just coming to you through your TV yeah. and through the internet. Yeah. Start turning Stop away from Focus on it. your life. Focus on real people, your the life. people you actually know in your life, the actual real people yeah. who you interact with. Yeah, no. Deal with what you, you know, sometimes it's, there's, a, there's, there's a saying, too wide a river. You know, some things are just too wide a river. What's not too wide a river is your life, your world. Correct that. Correct your world. Do what's right for you and your family. It will echo out. If everyone just did that, just in their own, in their own platform, it will change the world. You know, really. All right. What do you want to leave people with? What do I want to leave people with? What do you with? want to leave people with? I don't what know. Do hopefully, hopefully they, take, they took in what we talked about. You know, what do I want to leave people with? Which I, I mean, I want to, I want to leave, uh, hopefully I want to leave them that, they're, that they feel a little better now that they heard us talking, that they've seen this video, whatever, that, that it was worthwhile, and hopefully we improve their lives a little bit. That's all. I hope we're leaving them with a little bit of improvement. I maybe a little bit of clarity, maybe a little bit of insight. You know, maybe a little bit of interest. Maybe a change. Something. Cause and effect, kick yeah, their cause ass. And effect. I hope, I, ho I want to leave them hopefully a little better than, than when I started. I hope the cause and effect is I left him a little better. That's all. That this was worthwhile. That we had. That we made it. We had a purpose for this hour. I think we did. Okay. Well, this is the Allison Arngram show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.